Welcome to Sound Prints Audio Magazine, a production of the Kentucky Council of the Blind. Sound Prints is underwritten by the American Printing House for the Blind and the Louisville Downtown Lions Club. I'm Carla Rushevel. I'm your host for this week's magazine. This is Sound Prints for the week of August 27, 2017. ACB's Audio Description Project announced a new feature on its website this past week. Dr. Joel Snyder, director of the Audio Description Project, wrote on the ACB leadership list, New ADP Site Feature, Master Audio Description List. 2018 will bring the 10th year of ACB's Audio Description Project. Since its inception, one of its most visible projects has been its website, listing of television, film, and DVD offerings with audio description. In particular, the ADP site is the only repository of all audio-described titles on DVD and the three video streaming services, Amazon, iTunes, and Netflix. So we decided to create a new index of all the titles. This new master index will allow you to look up any movie or TV series to see if it is available anywhere for purchase or with a subscription. Current first-run movies and TV shows are not included, but are still available in separate listings on the site. At the moment, there are 1,426 described videos available, 567 of which are duplicated in more than one service. We've also added a new navigation link to the full list of over 800 DVDs with audio-described tracks. Just visit acb.org slash adp slash master ad m-a-s-t-e-r-a-d dot h-t-m-l and for those of you who like to download huge bunches of books from BARD this is a preliminary notice from Kim Charlson also on the leadership list this is a preliminary notice about the availability of four gigabyte digital cartridges from the Perkins Library utilizing Amazon Marketplace. Currently in stock are four GB cartridges and coming by the end of September Perkins will be offering 8 gigabyte and 16 gigabyte cartridges as well. We are also selling a few other items to augment the audio reading experience and links to the Amazon product pages for each product will be available in an announcement coming this week. For more information, you can call the Perkins Library at 617-972-7240 or email library at perkins, P-E-R-K-I-N-S dot O-R-G. Get ready for the ACB Radio Holiday Auction. ACB's sixth annual holiday auction will be coming to you live from Louisville, Kentucky on ACB Radio on December 3 from 7 p.m., until midnight Eastern Time. I know it's still summer, but it's not too early to start planning for the auction. Individuals, chapters, affiliates, and businesses can contribute items to the holiday auction and help make this year's event the best ever. Some examples of popular items include candy, cookies, and other holiday treats, jewelry, techie stuff, handcrafted items, music boxes, gift cards, and holiday decorations. Items that represent your state such as Louisiana Pralines, Pennsylvania Whoopie Pies, Chicago Popcorn, or Kentucky Bourbon Balls are also a good choice. 
All items donated to the holiday auction will be displayed on our auction preview page, available on the ACB website at acb.org. We plan to post items as they're received, so please visit the preview page often to see what's new. The pages will be posted around the 1st of November. All donors will be acknowledged both on the website and on ACB Radio during the auction. Donors and winning bidders will also be spotlighted in the ACB Braille Forum in early 2018. You can help us be sure we have a balanced auction with enough items in each category by letting us know in advance about the items that you're contributing. Contact Carla Rushevel, Auction Chair, at 502-897-1472 or email carla40206 at gmail.com or contact our Minnesota office and speak to Lori Sarf at 612-332-3242 or email Lori at lsarff at acb.org. Then send all items, except for homemade goodies, to the ACB Minneapolis office as soon as possible. Deadline is November 1. The address is American Council of the Blind, Attention Holiday Auction, 6300 Shingle Creek Parkway, Suite 195, Brooklyn Center, Minnesota, 55430. An awesome once-in-a-lifetime event, a total eclipse of the sun, happened across the nation on Monday, August 21. Dr. Joel Snyder and the ACB Audio Description Project, Larry Turnbull and ACB Radio, and Dan Dillon and the Mid-Tennessee Council of the Blind were there to make the visual verbal and bring the awesome moments to life for thousands of blind people around the world. Speaking from the campus of the Tennessee School for the Blind in Nashville, professional audio describer Julia Cawthon from the Tennessee Performing Arts Center painted word pictures of what was happening in the sky as the sun disappeared, night descended at 2.27 p.m. Eastern Time in the afternoon, and day returned a few moments later. Thousands of people listened around the world through ACB radio. 850 people were on the server itself. The broadcast was simulcast by several FM stations and radio reading services. People listened on iPhones and with Alexa through TuneIn Radio, and they listened through the ACB Link app and on their landline phones. If you missed this amazing program, or if you want to hear it again, visit the ACB Radio archives at acbradio.org and follow the download link on the homepage. For those of you who don't have a way to access the website, and for those of you who have trouble downloading information, we've created a short version of the program for your enjoyment on page 2. On page 3, we bring you the eclipse from a very different perspective. Patty Cox, here in Louisville, didn't have the special glasses, and so she couldn't watch the sun. Instead, she describes how the shadows looked as we here in Louisville experienced 96 to 98% totality. There's always something different happening at the Greater Louisville Council of the Blind Roundabout, and this past Friday was no exception. Ed Phillips, who worked for many years as a DJ at several Louisville radio stations and Deanna Scoggins, teamed up to lead a music trivia game. We thought you might enjoy hearing how we organized and played the game, and that perhaps some of you could use the idea for your own chapter activities. Check it out on page 4. And on page 5 is the Soundprints calendar. 
page two. Ain't no sunshine when she's gone. Only darkness every day. Ain't no sunshine when she's gone. And she's house just ain't no home. Anytime she goes away. Anytime she goes away. You're listening to special coverage of the Eclipse here on ACB Radio Interactive. Also, we are being carried on 106.3 WTND LP, Macomb, Illinois. Also on 88.3 WQNA in Springfield, Illinois. Okay, Joel, can you hear me? I can. I can. There we go. We got you on the air. Fantastic. Fantastic. Ain't Got No Sunshine When You're Gone by Bill Withers. I hope everybody enjoyed that little bit of uh, musical humor as we begin our special Eclipse program. Greetings, Eclipse lovers. This program is brought to you on ACB Radio by Audio Description Project. And this is Dr. Joel Snyder. Director of the Audio Description Project. An eclipse, though, is a, a rare visual event, a scientific and cultural phenomenon, and we believe that people who are blind need not be excluded from television, visual art, or a total eclipse. So in just about 30 minutes, the sun above Nashville, Tennessee, will disappear from view. The sky will dark, but through the use of succinct, imaginative, and vivid language, well, (laughs) that's what audio description is. Hopefully, the event will be accessible to the millions of people worldwide who are blind or have no vision, or anyone who wishes to experience a verbal version of the visual. And we think that sighted folks actually can appreciate a different language-based perspective on this important event. Uh, And of course, if sighted people... uh, listening, uh, and if you don't have special glasses, you'd best not risk damaging your eyes by looking at the sun, so you can hear the images translated into words. As many of you already know, the eclipses in its totality will be accessible to people in the United States in a diagonal corridor, a 70-mile swath of land stretching Oregon in the northwest to South Carolina in the southeast. And when we when we noted that Nashville, Tennessee is right in the path or region where the total eclipse is visible, we knew what to do. I got in touch with my friend Lori Ward, who is the marvelous manager of audio description. Tennessee Performing Arts Center, as well as the good people at the Tennessee School for the Blind, including Dr. Dave. Martin there and Brent Cordes and uh, all kinds of good people there. Um, and Jenny as well has been helping out. And by the way, we got in touch with the Mid-Tennessee Council of and Dillon. And Lori Ward enlisted one of her top describers, Julia Coffin, to take on the task of preparing for 
description of the eclipse. Let's go to Nashville, Tennessee, and Lori Ward from the Tennessee Performing Arts Center, as well as Julia Cawthon, one of their top describers. Julia, are you there and ready to go? This is Julia in Nashville. Can you hear me? Excellent. Okay. We can. Good. Okay, we are in a current state of partial eclipse. We are down to just the tiniest little sliver of sunlight. In fact, it looks something like the thinnest of crescent moons. The primary difference is that with a moon, a crescent moon, all you can see is just that faint light. Today, we can see a thin, thin light with a ball right in the center. So at the center of the curve of the crescent, we have a black ball. Now, this has taken about 30 minutes or so to get to. We started with just almost a bite out of the, out of the sun. Just the tiniest bit of darkness. And then that tiny little curvature of darkness grew and grew and has slid across the sun until now we are in this state of curvature. In the courtyard at the School for the Blind, because we have so little sun and because we do have a bit of cloud coverage, it is already quite dark. It's like the cloudiest of days. Just a faint gray light is passing over all of us. There are probably 100 or 150 of us all desperately looking up into the sky, hoping to see something truly spectacular. That tiny sliver is beginning to shrink so that it is just the thinnest little thread on the left side of the sun. Just... A tiny little thread of light and everything else is almost black. We can see faint beams shining down in different directions. But to be honest, they are incredibly faint. But this is one of those rare times that we can see them. Normally, the sun is so bright that we can't even really see the beams. We know they're there, but we can't see them. And right now, they just look like streams of white kind of shooting down from the sky. Are you in a total eclipse, uh, Julia? Is the no, not out? yet. Not yet, okay. Not yet. Literally, it is just a tiny, tiny little string <laughs> running about halfway around the sun. It's not all the way around, just, just on that left side. And, of course, from the NASA feed that we're also following... Uh Got the sun in totality now, uh, but we, I'm not absolutely certain where their cameras are, are pointed. Um, but we're getting a, an image of total eclipse, just a black ball in the sky surrounded by the sun's corona, bright rays of light shooting out from all around 360 degrees around the moon and sun. 
we're hoping we'll be to that very soon. <laughs> right now, it, it it's dusk. I mean, it is literally dusk here. The temperature has dropped significantly. Wow. And we have a faint breeze blowing, which is great since it's 94 degrees here. <laughs> So just a little breeze, and we have approximately five minutes until totality. The crickets have started chirping. Uh, I was about to ask, what about the sounds, Julia? (laughs) Well, there's just a faint rumble running through the crowd who's here. Other than that, it's been literally silent. No birds, no dogs, no traffic noise, just silence. But now we're starting to hear crickets and I believe a cicada or two. (laughs) And they start to kind of trill up and down and trill up and down. But beyond that, everything is completely still. Magnificent. So it's it's about one twenty one twenty one twenty five in Nashville, uh, and yet it probably feels like it's seven thirty at night or eight or something. It really does, <laughs> and the sky is getting just ever so slightly darker. The colors are changing. I read an article that that might happen, and it is. Instead of this kind of crystalline turquoise color, the sky is now becoming this kind of hazy, deep, um, muted blue. And the clouds that are in the sky don't seem quite so defined, except for one that's directly across from our vantage point of the sun. And at that spot, the clouds are perfectly outlined. It looks like they're bursting out of the sky. The trees are now a deep olive tone of the leaves. And the crickets are starting to get a little bit louder. You know, the more I see of this, the more I understand why ancient cultures were afraid of this. Because in many ways, it does kind of seem like two great gods fighting and one starting to overtake the other. And it's close to late night right now. Everything is deep, dark, dark. And that many people would probably hope for streetlights. It is so dark. And we're starting to see stars. I mean, these stars are brightly piercing the night. Yes, it looks to me like you're approaching totality. Yes. And it's so interesting because in the distance, while we're here in such a dark, dark place, I can see off in the distance where it's still quite light. It's almost dusk there but late night here and the and the clouds have turned to this really inky deep deep gray purple color and, can and there's you see, just the i'm sorry can you see the corona go ahead i'm sorry the the, the corona of the sun shining out from beyond the moon we're having some difficulty seeing that uh-huh 
we have a cloud that's wanting to pass by and block <laughs> a few things. <laughs> but as I get tiny little flashes, I can see. I believe they call it the jets. And it almost looks like a mist. Just a deep fog forming around the sun. Can you, can you see your hand in front of your face, Julia? I can. Ah, <laughs> uh, we are seeing just a tiny burst of sun coming through that darkness now. And that sliver is beginning to grow just a bit. And for us, the clouds have opened up. Excellent. And the sun and this tiny sliver are just peeping through the clouds. Just peeping through those clouds. And it almost looks, because before, it was so dark, and the moon was covering in such a total manner, that it was like this deep gray light. And almost the sun had been traced in a gray circle around it. So you could just barely tell it was there aside from mist hanging above it. But now it's as though a laser is cutting the shape of the sun out from that dark shadow and that dark sky. And so we're starting to see the outline of the sun grow. It was just a tiny little piece. But now that line is moving further and further around the sun, and more and more of the sun is being revealed. So it looks like a, a crescent moon, and yet the light you're seeing is from the sun. Yes. As opposed to being reflected off the moon. So you must be going out of totality now, is that right? We are. We're exiting totality, and in fact, everything is starting to get a little bit lighter, where we that deep inky sky we're starting to get back to these shades of gray and pale pale blue it's still very faint not the vivid sky that we expect to see but we're starting just to see those shades of blue again and now the sun and moon have moved to the point that it is a true crescent the because the sun is the crescent, it's incredibly vibrant, almost electric. It was kind of the letter C, and now it's much larger. We're not quite to something um, like a, a slice of orange. We're not quite that thick yet. <laughs> we do have a very clear C, and the shadow is starting to move off toward the left as more and more of the sunlight is revealed. A crescent sun. Yes. Normally we think of a crescent moon, but this is the crescent The crescent sun. Are you noticing a change in, uh, well, creatures, animals, people uh, around you? You know, as you can probably hear, we have a good deal of jet traffic here. However, uh. when the jets are gone... <laughs> I just noticed that the crickets have stopped. They were in full trill literally just two or three minutes ago, and now they've all but stopped. I hear one or two way, way in the distance. Those few stars that we could see so brightly just piercing the sky are now gone again as well. And it's starting to look 
something like late dawn. We don't have all those pinks and of dawn, but the the way the light falls on the ground, it's starting to be just that moment of dawn right before we go, oh, it's day. I have to get up now. But the sky is starting to get brighter, and we are at perhaps at that moment, the very last moment of dawn, we're starting to see the turquoise colors again and the sun's rays are becoming quite bright and now our crowds are starting to go in because the most exciting moments are over but we're not quite at full sunlight yet the most exciting moments um the darkest moments the most the, the moment of totality that's over so our crowds are starting to to slip away and go back into their classes or a few kids are going to the playground because you're outside so you have to go to the playground julia do you have uh, mm-hmm. a, a dan Dillon or a student from the school there i would love to get their take on uh as as people who are blind on what just happened there's dan Dillon, who's a hey. on a, a board board member of american council of the blind and uh part of the mid tennessee council dan how are you I'm fine, Joel. How are you? I'm doing well. So what, please give us your reactions, your experience of the eclipse. Well, first of all, I think Julia, Julia did an outstanding job audio describing the eclipse. And, um, you know, the, the, um, the temp- when, when we had totality, the temperature dropped. The crickets and the cicadas came out. You could hear them. And we had uh, a little breeze. And then after the... Uh, after the eclipse, it, it, warmed, it warmed up, and there wasn't any breeze. And, uh, of course, uh, the crickets and cicadas stopped. Uh, they're chirping. And uh, quite an experience, Joel. Just amazing. Now, Dan is, Dan is of a certain age. We won't say how old Dan Dillon is. Oh, I don't. You, you can tell him. You can tell him I'm 96. Uh, oh, Joel. you're not 96. No, no. I'm, no. I'm, but I'm, I'm 75, but I don't, I don't mind. I'm wondering, Dan, have you ever been through an eclipse before, a total eclipse or a partial eclipse before? Never, never. Uh-uh. So this has been quite an experience. Wow. And I think it was a great experience for the students at the uh, Tennessee School for the Blind. And, Indeed. Um, yeah, and they, and they, what they've done, they, they, they had it piped inside in the auditorium. Then they, they brought the students out to the courtyard here, and they had uh, the sound piped outside here so they could hear julia and um, and they behaved themselves they were quiet i think they were quite quite intrigued with this this whole event so it's wonderful it's wonderful it sounds it sounds great and and let me commend you joel on the job you do as director of the uh, adp project and uh, uh it's a, a wonderful uh program uh Sponsored by the American Council of the Blind. And I got to mention my buddy who chairs the ADP committee, Dan oh, Spoon, yes. who does a oh, wonderful yes. job, too. He does indeed. But, but I, the people out there, I don't know if they all know about, you know, audio describing the inauguration and the Olympics right. and, and now the, the uh, solar eclipse. So we're moving ahead. And I think it's absolutely. great, Joel. Absolutely. Special events. You're absolutely right. Audio Description Project will enter its 10th year in 2018. 
planning all kinds of celebrations, and we'll have a major conference in St. Louis. And um, we're, we exist to promote the availability of audio description, provide information on description, and uh, take care of these special events every now and then to draw attention to, um, to our, uh, our audio description project. This is a good time to uh, thank Lori Ward and Julia Cawthon from the Tennessee Performing Arts Center. And in fact, uh, they won uh, the, an award from the Audio Description Project just last year. Our uh, Achievement Award in Performing Arts went to the Tennessee Performing Center in recognition of their great work with audio description. We've got some music for you that we want to share with you. But before we do, we got to say thank you to Lori Ward. Often, our expert describing team in Nashville from the Tennessee Performing Arts Center, David Martin, Brent Cordes, and Jenny Robinson at the Tennessee School of Mind. They were great. They, they really made this happen. And, of course, our own Dan Dillon, who you heard from, a board member of the American Council of the Blind and also with the Mid-Tennessee Council of the Blind, Larry Turnbull, was our expert engineer, the uh, manager of ACB Radio, and we literally could not have done any of this without Larry's help. He's been great. And I also have, well, I have to thank our leaders, of course, Kim Charlson, the president of the American Council. When I proposed this idea a couple months ago, she just immediately picked up on it and said, make it happen. And Dan Spoon. Dan is listening, I'm sure, and uh, Dan Dillon mentioned him. Dan is the chair of the steering committee of the audio description project. I'm Dr. Joel Snyder, and if you know folks who missed this broadcast, once again, it will be archived at ACB Radio. You can find a link to it at the website of the audio description project, and that website, www.acb.org slash ADP. Well, what better way to close out our Eclipse program with this wonderful music? You're going to hear the Beatles, Here Comes the Sun, which is, a, wouldn't you say, followed by Stevie Wonder, are the sunshine of my life. Bye, everybody.
Page 3. The total eclipse has just ended a few minutes ago, and Adam and I listened on our front porch, listening to the sounds, listening to ACB radio, and we had Patty Cox on the phone, who was out on the south end of Louisville, and she was also telling us what it was like to what the, the eclipse looked like around here. And so Patty's on the phone with me now, and Patty, you did a really good job of describing what things were looking like, although I will say at one point, you were almost speechless, and I didn't think that was possible. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just didn't know how to describe it at the time, I'm trying to, you know, relate it to what you might have what you would know yeah well that that was that was an event in itself when you couldn't find words to tell me what you were seeing <laughs> so so tell us what now here in Louisville we'll let listeners know because we have listeners all over the country we were at um 96 to 98 percent depending on who was was estimating uh of the total eclipse and that was a, a lot different from what it would have been like in Nashville or Hopkinsville, Kentucky, where they had 100,000 people descend on this small town. So, um, tell, but tell us what it looked like to you here. Well, the sun was still out. It was just very, it was very dull. The sun was really bright at the, you know, at the normal part of the day, and as the eclipse started, um, things started, the, the brightness of the sun started to get very um, dim. You could still see, um, like, sun glaring off windows of cars, windows, you know, of the houses and stuff, but it just wasn't as bright. It was like somebody put a thin filter over top of everything so it gave it this dull look and the sky got kind of like a to me it looked a little bit of like a violet color in mixed in with the blue okay and um i was outside and so i was watching i i didn't look directly at the sun um i didn't have any solar glasses so i wasn't gonna you know try to look at it <laughs> but um and and one other thing as it started our mailman came by and his name is Ron and he had solar glasses so as he came by and people who didn't have them he was telling them that you know you could see um he said it had just started and you could see with the solar glasses um just like he said it was like a little bite out of the cookie is what he could see you could see that um portion being covered on the side of my house, I was watching where the eve of the house will cast a shadow um, down on the house in the window, and I could see, you know, as time went through it, you could see where the the sun would only shine and the, the shadow would go further and further and further down on the house, and then as it the sun was completely coming back. You could watch the shadow raise back up. Wow. That had to be really awesome to be happening in the middle of the afternoon. Yeah. And 
we live near two major interstates, um, I-65 and then the 265 that goes around the outside of the city, and that's pretty busy all the time. And we still heard traffic, but you didn't hear um, the traffic that you normally hear. And there were only like one or two cars that went down our street during that whole time, and that was um, that. That's kind of different too because our street um, goes through the neighborhood. People will go off one major road and go out and bypass all the, you know, the lights and the heavy traffic. Mm-hmm. What what happened as far as um, around you, as far as uh, the the say the lights that would come on at evening? Did did the lights come on? Like um, it got it really wasn't dark. You could still see the sun. Um, the sun rays would still beam off of like car windows and stuff, but it was dark enough underneath porch underneath the eaves of the house where the porch is that the lights that automatically come on on people's houses, their porch lights, they came on. Hmm. Wow. So it really wasn't dark, but like at dusk when those lights come on, Mm -hmm. um, the porch lights, they came on because they're underneath, you know, anyway, but it was dark enough that it did. Now it wasn't dark enough for the street lights to come on. But it was dark enough for the porch lights to come on. Okay. All right. Well, it certainly was a different kind of experience. We, as I said, were on our front porch, and when I went out, um, oh, before ACB radio came on at 2 o'clock, uh, I went out around one thirty ish or so, and it was really hot and sweltery, a typical Louisville August day where... You, you go out and it's really hot and the sun is really bright and the um, and and it's like going walking out into a bowl of hot soup. Yes. Yeah. That's our August, our typical August day, especially during State Fair and State Fair is going on, so that's the way it is. But we were sitting on the porch while all of this was going on and the humidity fell. I checked it. At about two thirty, and the humidity was down to forty-seven percent. Um, the temperature was still up at like eighty-nine, but it felt much cooler because the the humidity was down. Um, when we came in, I don't know, probably ten after three o'clock ish or so, the humidity was starting to go back up again. It was it was not really soupy, but it was certainly not comfortable to sit out on the porch um, in the afternoon, you could tell that it was going to get pretty much pretty sweltering pretty quickly. Yes. Yeah. It it was, it was cool. You know, as it progressed, it it got, the humidity did drop and it felt cooler out. And then now um, I just came in because now all the shadows um, beforehand are, it's all back to normal. Regain the humidity. <laughs> well, it certainly is an unusual experience. Um, I, I don't, you know, I remember our having partial eclipses, of course, but nothing, we've never been, I don't think, this close to, uh, to. I mean, 
there's there's just not been a total eclipse in this area like for 99 years. So obviously none of us have experienced this unless moved from somewhere else, you know, to this area. So, um, well, I, I think it's it's um, it's something we're going to remember for quite a while. Oh, yes. Well, thanks for being on Sound Prince with us, and i um, glad you were willing to help describe it. Okay. Thanks. Page four. Okay, we are going to begin our music trivia game, and we're going to organize people into teams. Okay, we will start out. Uh, Ed, I think Ed and Deanna are kind of working together on this. And um, so they will um, tell us how we're going to, to do this. All right, let's get started. How about we start with table number one? How many points, Team Captain, do you want to go for? 10, 20, 30, 40, or 50? Thirty points for table number one. In the seventies, there was a crossover rhythm and blues, pop music, and country music sisters group. Who was it? The Pointer Sisters. Yes, Mike, is that you? Yes. You're correct. It's the Pointer Sisters. Okay, now your table's decision, you want to go again for another uh, different amount or stay with authorities? Um, How much? A little bit more, a little bit more, I'm Italian, a little bit more volume. What we decide, table one? We will stay with 30. You stay with 30? Yes. This artist had Linda on his mind. He was a lonely blue boy, and he knows that a bear has hair. Who is it? Okay, time is running short. Anybody know? We do not know. All right, we'll go to table two. Anybody know? Well, country and Conway Twitty. Hey, you got it. Oh, I should have thought of that. Now, do they, how many points do they get? We it's a 30. Do they get, okay. 30 points? Yes. All right. Yeah, the values don't change with the tables. All right. Okay. That, what, do you, what would you like to go for? Do we get to go, we get to go again? Table two. And how many points? 30. This is going to be another 30. Okay. And Deanna will take care of it. Okay. Your answer again, please. Rhythm. 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 R
minimum the range. That's okay. Which table? They want a 40. Okay. Okay. I made these too easy. 1969, large, large concert. Babies were born. People died. Wait a minute. I can't hear you. What? Go, go try it again. Say it again, Andrew. Say it again. 1969, large concert. People were giving birth, mostly women, to babies. People died at the concert. And every known rock band appeared. What was his name? Woodstock. Got it. Let's do if you get three. We, we didn't have this rule, but so that everybody gets a chance. Let's do if you get three in a row, you, that's good, and we'll go on to the next table. Yeah, that is a good idea. Three in a row. That's okay. a good idea. Okay. So go to table three. Now table three, it's your turn. Pick a value. Any value. You want 30 points over here. Uh, everybody 30. wants 30. Yes. 30? All right. 1962, this lady said, I know you don't love me no more. Who was it? Anybody, any old fogies at that table? This is now a 20 pointer. I couldn't tell. I thought it was I 
It, was, it would have been for table three. Oh. Since we didn't know. Okay. Yeah, but. No, I just said that was the three Table one's the one that answered. Yeah. Okay. Well, then give it to them. Give them ten. Who? Table one. Table one. Table one, another point value, please, before it's too late. How about this question? I'm looking for the name of a young lady who had a long career in recording and club acts, uh, club work. Her father was blind, and she sang both sides now. Judy Collins. Got it. Collins. And who was that? Table one. Table one. Table one. Okay. Table one. So that's your second in a row. So you get one more. I'm going to get one more. How many points? Um, what point value? How much? Fifty. Uh, they're telling me fifty. Uh, fifty. Fifty will do. Oh, yeah, let's have it. Fifty. This is not going to be as bad as you think. Uh, fifty pointer. Um, in the folk era, one of the most popular acts was the new Christy Black. Minstrels. Who got it? Table one still. Table one still. Table one still. Another their last that was our last one. No, that was their last one. Oh, that was their last one. I'm sorry. They got three in a row. Two questions in a row, so that's ten. Ten, forty, fifty. Ten, forty, fifty. So we got hundred. She just got a hundred point. Okay. All right. So. Hundred points. Okay, the scores. We have table one with three hundred and twenty. Table one has three twenty. Table three has three hundred and twenty. Table three is tied. Three twenty. And table two has four hundred and forty. Oh man! <laughs> table two has four forty. APH's Nearby Explorer is a full-featured GPS app for iOS and Android devices that empowers users to travel with confidence. It uses GPS and your phone's compass to speak real-time information about your surroundings, including millions of points of interest in the U.S. and Canada. Nearby Explorer is available on Google Play and on the App Store. Page 5, the Soundprints calendar. August 29 is the rescheduled Tri-State Library Users Conference Call concerning reading on Kindle books. Learn more about using the Kindle app with VoiceOver to access millions of books on your iPhone and iPad. We'll also talk about reading them on the Alexa Echo Dot or Tap. Call 605 475 6006 and enter code 294444. On September 1, the Greater Louisville Council of the Blind Roundabout will include education and technology from 3.30 to 5 p.m., a cooking activity and discussion from 5 to 6, dinner 6 to 7, including ice cream sundaes, and games and crafts from 7 until 10. At the United Crescent Hill Ministries in Louisville, sign up by calling 502-895-4598. On September 3, the Greater Louisville Council will have its committee meetings 
including the Advocacy Committee at 7 p.m. and the Education Activities and Technology EAT Committee at 8 p.m. Both will be held on the conference line at 605-475-6006, code 294444. On September 5, the Kentucky Council of Citizens with Low Vision will have a conference call meeting at 8 p.m. on the conference line. This is great for those who have been experiencing vision loss or who have had vision loss for several years. September 7 is the American Council of Blind Lions monthly conference call. This is an opportunity for blind lions from around the country to share ideas and ways to be involved in local clubs. It's at 9 p.m. Eastern, and the phone number is 712-432-3900. The code is 796096. On September 8 is another Greater Louisville Council of the Blind Roundabout, and this time there will be bingo after dinner. Call 895-4598 to sign up or for more information. On September 9, the Greater Louisville Council of the Blind Board will meet at 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the conference line at 605-475-6006, code 294444. On September 10, KCB Next Generation will hold its meeting. This is for members under 40 and it will be held at 8 p.m. Eastern Time at 605-475-6006, enter code 294444. On September 13, the Support Alliance of the Visually Impaired, SAVVY, will hold its picnic. This is the Owensboro chapter of the Kentucky Council of the Blind. Its meeting is from 1 to 3 p.m. Central Time at the East Shelter at Legion Park in Owensboro. Reservations are required by September 11. Call 270-684-4418. Please note that there will be no regular meeting on September 12 at Wing Avenue Baptist Church. On September 13, KCB will have its PR Membership Committee meeting at 8 p.m. by conference call 605-475-6006. Enter code 294444. September 14 is the Kentucky Council of Citizens with Low Vision Support Group Meeting from 1.30 to 3.30 p.m. at the United Crescent Hill Ministries. Call 502-895-4598 for more information. September 14, the Northern Kentucky Council of the Blind will have its meeting at 7 p.m., by phone at 605-475-4700, enter code 155-619. For more information about the Northern Kentucky Council, call 859-781-7369. September 15, Greater Louisville Council of the Blind Roundabout and Fall Quarterly Meeting. Education and Technology Activities will begin at 330 Registration and bargain table at 445. Program, dinner, and business meeting beginning at 515. All activities will conclude by 8.30 p.m. $5 per person at United Crescent Hill Ministries. Call 502-895-4598 to sign up. On September 21, 
Savvy, the support alliance of the visually impaired, will have a booth at Senior Day Out in Owensboro from 8 a.m. to 1 p.m. Stop by their booth at the Town Square Mall in Owensboro to learn about Savvy, pick up materials, and more. For more information, call 270-684-4418. On September 23, attend Disability Rights, Where Are We Now? from 1 to 3 p.m. at the American Printing House for the Blind Museum. The passage of the Americans with Disabilities Act in 1990 established the basic civil rights of people with disabilities. What policy changes and practical steps come next? What can we learn from mistakes made in the past? And are the voices of people with disabilities being adequately included in these conversations? Come join in the discussion with our expert panel to answer these questions and more. At the APH Museum, call 502-899-2213 for further information. Looking ahead to November, the Kentucky Council of the Blind will hold its state convention November 17 and 18 at the Ramada Inn, 1041 Zorn Avenue in Louisville. Room rates are $80 a night plus tax for up to four people in the room, and you can make reservations by calling 502-897-5101. We'll be bringing you further information about registration and program in future sound prints. December 2 is the Greater Louisville Council of the Blind Christmas Party. Make plans to attend this great annual event beginning at 4.30 in the afternoon at United Crescent Hill Ministries. On December 3, the American Council of the Blind will hold its 5th annual ACB Radio Holiday Auction. We'll be bringing you more details, but plan now to tune in to ACB Radio for lots of fun, great auction prizes, and much more. If you have questions about the Kentucky Council of the Blind, or you need information on resources for people with vision loss, call us at 502-895-4598 or email us at kcb at kentucky-acb.org. Sound Prince is a production of the Kentucky Council of the Blind and is heard each week on ACB Radio Mainstream at acbradio.org, Central Kentucky Radio I at radioi.org, and the KCB website at www.kentucky-acb.org. Complete schedule information is also available on the website. Sound Prince is underwritten by the Louisville Downtown Lions Club, and by the American Printing House for the Blind. This is Carla Rushable for Sound Prints. Have a great week, everybody.